you're listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast on the 5x5 network. You're listening to episode 305 and I'm your host, Brittany Martin. Bobby Lee Hartman is a developer advocate at Square. She's been a developer for the past five years and is more widely known as the founder of Rails Camp West, the long-standing unplugged retreat for web developers in the United States. Bobby Lee recently moved from the Midwest to Seattle. Bobby Lee and I were both Rails instructors for a remote boot camp called Block. It's so great to talk to you once again, Bobby Lee. Yeah, you too, Brittany. I'm excited. Thanks for joining me. Bobby Lee, what is your developer origin story? Okay, so it's kind of crazy. So I didn't study, my first year of college was photography, then I transferred after a year and did, um, you know, business administration with an emphasis in marketing. So then after college, I started working at a small startup and we were building a mobile app and we outsourced all of our development work to, you know, like a small dev shop. And I was kind of you know, doing a um, little bit of design for them and a little bit of like preparing to do marketing because the, the app wasn't live yet. So I was always at that dev shop's office and the guys in there could kind of tell that I was really interested in what they were doing. I thought they were like Superman and it was just so cool to see at the time. And so they gave me a book to read HTML on HTML and CSS and I read it really quickly and I was just like super into it and excited that I could learn it. And I just was like, oh my God, this isn't that difficult. You know, I think this might be something I might be interested in. So then probably like a week after I finished that book, there was a Tech Week Chicago conference and I was living in Madison, Wisconsin at the time. So it wasn't that far. So I went with a friend and one of the sessions that was going on there was called um, Anyone Can Learn to Code. And so I was like, oh, I for sure have to go to this session. They're going to like teach me all kinds of stuff, you know, like maybe there's some magic thing going on that's not, you know, engineering's not that complicated or whatever. It's some drop and drag thing like Photoshop or something. And (laughs) totally not that, but they kind of explained to me about this program. There's this new concept of doing, learning one specific language in 11 weeks. And so they were the first school to do it. And even before dev bootcamp, and I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. You know, maybe I'll just figure out if I don't like it. I mean, if I don't like it, then I'll be able to communicate with our engineers that we're working with, you know, win-win regardless. So, you know, but I, you know, I wasn't quite sure. So then I went back to Madison to think about it. And then a week after that, this all happened really quickly. um, A week after that, Madison Ruby, you know, was in town, which is a smaller Ruby conference. And the day before it, um, was a Rails bridge and Rails was the language they were going to teach in that course in Chicago. So I was, you know, interested. So I went to this one day workshop and Rails bridge is a one day workshop that you, you know, they'll teach you kind of the basics of what Rails is. It's pretty probably made for people that know other languages, but I was like, Oh, whatever. I, I don't know how to use a computer besides, you know, doing a little bit of Photoshop stuff and now HTML and CSS from that book. So I went to this thing and I learned, you know, pretty, you know, like it was still very confusing. I mean, it's very high level. Um, but it was, you know, really, I just got me really interested in thinking more about going to that school. And then at the end of the workshop, they were like, is anyone in the room a photographer? You know, it can be casual. It don't have to be super professional or anything, but we just want someone to take some photos of the Madison Ruby conference over the next few days. So I was like, Oh, I can do that. You know, I'm not, you know, amazing at doing internal shots or inside indoors shots, but 
you know, they're like, whatever. Yeah, that sounds good. And so it was Jim who I'm still friends with. And so, yeah, I shot the whole conference and I met all these people in the rails community and Ruby community that I'm still friends with today. And, um, one of the instructors for that school in Chicago was there. So he kind of convinced me and a few others convinced me to just go ahead and take the program in Chicago and just see what would happen. I love that story because it's essentially a series of you saying yes to opportunities that were coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So then pretty much after that, um, yeah, I went to school in Chicago. It was two months or whatever. And after that, I was like, I should move back to Minneapolis because my first role could be, you know, an internship. It could be unpaid. I'm not sure. And I'm from Minneapolis. So, um, but yeah, so I got my first paid, you know, salaried and everything, junior position after that. Um, and that felt kind of like my first real job because my startup job felt a little, you know, just kind of like a, a starter thing before right up, right out of college. So, so yeah. And then my career just kind of, you know, kept going after that. I got my next software engineering role at Intuit in San Diego and then a few other things, um, until I started working at Square. So Yeah, so that leads us to Square. You were our first developer advocate on the show. Can you tell me what that role entails? Okay, so a developer evangelist or advocate or developer relations are all interchangeable and they're a little bit different at every company. And at Square, we kind of are less focused on going to events a lot and traveling a lot, which is what a lot of, you know, a lot of evangelists, as you you may have met some of them, that's a lot of what they're doing is creating... um, you know, talks for conferences, going to conferences and blog posts. So we do, you know, we do a lot of talks at conferences. We also encourage a lot of our engineers to speak at conferences and to teach them about what are the opportunities are out there for them to get, um, get out there into the community. And then we work on the blog newsletter and, um, yeah, this new YouTube channel, which we've created a lot of tutorials and short videos intro videos about you know maybe one topic that you'll see on our docs or something and so we're still coding because we're creating these tutorials and creating these workshop stuff on our videos and for our blog posts as well and let's see what else is the main thing is that you know um every developer evangelist is a little bit different too in what they're evangelizing so what they're sharing to their community of developers So we focus on sharing and spreading the word about our SDKs and APIs and about this new marketplaces, kind of like an app store for evangelists, I mean, for developers. So a lot of people know of Square for our hardware, but they don't know about us as much for some of the, you know, adding a payment form into your website or into your mobile app. So a lot of that is what kind of we're getting the word out and what I'm trying to get the word out, maybe, you know, on Twitter or you know, just being part of the community, going to meetups, telling people kind of what we're up to and, you know, writing different blog posts. And then, um, and then another cool thing that we're up to is this marketplaces app store, if you will, where we're connecting our millions of sellers that we have. So people that have readers in the hardware at their coffee shop or for their store or the farmer's market. Um, we're kind of trying to make a, you know, we're trying to work on adding developers into the scene there. So there's some developers who might want to make a custom tool for a seller. So we're kind of connecting them in a marketplace where they can make money on people and building apps for sellers. So that's kind of this new thing that we're um, working on as well. So yeah, so it's kind of different. You're always kind of like, you know, you're either spreading the word about what SDKs and APIs that we have, or we're also teaching um, 
our own internal teams. You know, what are the developers saying in Slack? What are the questions coming through recently? How can we change the docs to be a little bit more user-friendly? Um, what are some things that developers want that we aren't building? What are, their, what are they saying about our current offering, our current SDKs, and what are some, you know, yeah. So we're kind of like the voice of, you know, we can be help, helpful in a few different ways, but those are kind of all the things that would entail maybe something an evangelist would do. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah. So what is a day in the life for you? Are you still coding? Yeah. So we're still coding. There's only three of us on my team that do mainly evangelism or advocacy. And we still code because we're creating blog posts with some, you know, content in there. So something where we're teaching an engineer how to use one of our SDKs, for example, or introducing something that's new. Um, and then in our tutorials that we're building for the for our YouTube channel, we are, you know, coding up examples, making small apps. Um, yeah, kind of live coding on all of those videos. So live examples of apps. Um, yeah, so we're still coding. Day-to-day is changes. You know, recently I've been working on looking back at all of our old blog posts, making sure we don't have a lot of 404s and a lot of redirects going to some of our new content, our new versions of our SDKs, or we have some new APIs that come out and there's new stuff coming out all the time. So making sure our blogs are up to date. Um, Working on a script for a video is something I do a lot now. And mainly that's, I would say most of my time goes towards making scripts or working with other engineers on our team to produce a script for something. Um, yeah. And like events, we do some events for select engine, like we'll have a group of people come and tell us how their experience with their APIs. So we'll have, you know, events like that and stuff. So the main reason I wanted to bring you onto the show today, aside from catching up, was to discuss Lodged Out and Rails Camp. So first of all, what is Rails Camp? Okay. So around 2014, I was going to a lot of conferences and I felt like I wanted to be you know, not in such big cities. I felt like everybody was on their computers um, during the talks, and I and I felt like a lot of people were doing the hallway track, you know, which is kind of just walking through the hallways in between talks and just talking to people in the hallways. And then people, I felt like my coworkers weren't learning as much when they'd come back from these conferences. People were spending so much money going to big cities and sending their teams. And I always, you know, I love hiking, so I wanted to go trail running before some of these conferences. There was just a lot of different things that I felt was not out there for the kind of events in the tech community that I wanted to go to. So I started talking to a few people. Sarah May was one of them and a few others. Um, And I was talking to Sarah, I think, through Twitter. And she's kind of someone who runs Ruby. She used to be part of Ruby Central, and they run pretty much all the big Ruby conferences. And so I was talking to her about running an event in general. And so long story short, she introduced me to some people at the at a ruby conference and they were like you should do that sounds a little bit like um well i was describing to them what i what i was interested which would be something that's like maybe at a at a lodge or something that's outdoors uh, like way less people like around 50 people you know we're not in our computers a bunch we're kind of just interacting with each other or there's no internet or something so anyways he was like hey we run this thing in australia called rails camp and you know you should bring it to the u.s no one has done it there. I think one person did it like years ago and they didn't keep doing it. So, you know, you should just make one in the U.S., like a series of them. So, like, yeah, I kind of. So essentially it's a which. So that was 2014. So I started I pretty much put on Twitter. I'm going to run a Rails camp in the U.S. about maybe a month after I talked to those people. And I just put it out there and I was like, I'm going to produce an event just like the ones in Australia. And so, yeah, 2014 started. It's a summer camp. 
it's I always produce them at summer camps or lodges where um, I cap it around 50 people and there's not much of an agenda. It's kind of like an unconference. So people come if they have talks they want to practice for a big conference or if they just want to share an idea or they want to have a discussion. That that's that is very um, casual and that can be going on throughout the event. And then a lot of the event people are kind of just outside. They're getting to know other people in the community. It's it feels like a family reunion in a way. It's a it starts on Friday nights and ends on Monday morning. This year it's a little bit different, different days of the week. But um, yeah, it's typically all inclusive. So there's foods included, and um, and yeah, it's kind of a place for you to just hang out and network with your local kind of fellow people you might know from Twitter and. Um, there's a lot of engineers that come from all around the world every year. A lot of people from Australia and people that have written different things that you use every single day, um, you know, different languages or gems or what have you. So it's just a really, yeah, kind of a unique experience. But the main thing is, you you know, there's no cell phone reception. So people aren't there. If they're on their computer, they're kind of, you know, using some locally hosted gems or something or pairing from an existing example they already have on their laptops or something. That's awesome. Is there another one happening this year? Yes. So the one this year is in Washington and it's on Diablo Lake, which is a, it's in the North Cascades um, National Park. So it's super beautiful on a lake and same kind of thing. So it's going to be, it's September 1st through the 4th. So kind of get in September 1st, probably around like 2 p.m. The bus, I always have a coach bus, pick everyone up at the airport. So I'll have a big bus, um, picks everyone up, brings them to camp. And the bus is kind of, you know, everything's included in your ticket when you get a ticket. So it includes your food, lodging, um, everything. You don't need to bring a sleeping bag for this event. Most of the events you kind of do, but this one you do not. And yeah, we'll kind of a fire the first night, introductions to everybody People will say, you know, what they're up to if they want. They don't have to share, but they'll say, you know, their name, if they're looking for a job or not, or if their company's hiring. We'll do. It's a lot about. It's very casual. People don't mind talking about jobs there. It's like a, a really good place, actually. People have a lot of people. I found my job through that. Um, yeah. So there's there's that going on, and then the next day, you know, we'll have organized outdoor activities, and then. Um, and then, you know, people can kind of stick around the cafeteria and work on stuff and projects and, and speak, like maybe do a talk or something. So. so I must confess that I'm actually seriously considering coming to Rails Camp. And I'm going to put you on the spot and kind of ask you some more questions. So if I do decide to attend, what do I need to bring? Yeah, so I have a packing list on the website. And it kind of is, you know, outdoorsy clothes, comfy clothes, um, yeah, so you don't need to bring like intense hiking boots or anything. You like trail running shoes or running shoes are fine. Um, swimsuit, sunscreen, bug spray, kind of something you would to go camping, but we're not camping because we're in a pretty nice accommodations and everything. Um, you can bring your computer. You know, you could just sit there and listen to talks. You don't have to, uh, or if people are talking workshops and stuff. But yeah, it's kind of like a towel for the beach or something. Um, some people bring like blow up you know little floaties or something yeah it just kind of depends which what you want but yeah I'll put like a list on the site for people to for what to pack and stuff so I think you touched upon this already but it sounds like do I need to be a rails enthusiast to attend yeah no so what I, I forgot to mention that people have been coming to this like 70 percent of, of people keep coming back so it's like not everybody's writing the same languages anymore not everybody has the same jobs everything's 
everybody's lives are changing and um, the name has stuck because of where it originated, but it's it's never just been for Rails developers. You can be a designer, you can be, a lot of people bring their partner. So someone who's totally like a teacher, or, you know, like a totally different industry. It's a good mix of people. Um, you know, I would say majority are developers, but we don't really talk about specifically what languages everyone's writing anymore. You know, I know what some people are because of their Twitters and their GitHubs and stuff, but but yeah, you do not have to be um, a Rails developer. I would say people know each other. Maybe when they first started coming, they knew each other from the Rails community. But um, but yeah, it's kind of always changing and people can have discussions about whatever they want. So. so can you talk more about the actual talks that happen at the Rails camp? Yeah, they're kind of different. So sometimes there's discussions on, you know, careers like I'm struggling with my career with my manager um, or you know, I want to learn this other thing. What should I learn? Um, you know, Brandon is Brandon Weaver. He always practices his RubyConf talks. He's kind of a keynote at different things. So he'll talk about, he does really interesting talks that are like with, um, he'll like draw everything with these lemurs and do this different talks and creative talks. Um, so he, he always practices his talks. Um, yeah, I can't think of like specifically cause they're always kind of changing or I'm always maybe leading a hiking group or something when those are going on but but yeah it's kind of yeah it'll be kind of like career based so not really language specific or um yeah or someone's like pairing by each other but it won't feel like a normal conference because that unconference vibe is very casual and very um you know people sometimes just get up and they'll be like hey let's all talk about this thing or they go on a hike and talk while they're walking you know it's not necessarily like a place where you're kind of like just yeah it's like a lot less sitting around it's it's like there's like a board when you walk in and you can put a talk or a subject on there because some of the guys from hip camp last year the developers from there they did a talk on like barbecuing bacon in a different way or something you know it's like it can be tech it can be casual it can be um yeah it can be like we just did um last year you know there was like a workshop on like fly fishing you know so it's kind of like tech mixed with a lot of outdoorsy stuff and every year is a little bit different you know some years have a lot you know more discussions going on and some have less where we're all outside doing different things like we go whitewater rafting all day um rock climbing crew will leave there's a lot of people who come that are rock climbers so i'll find them a guide and they'll go on that during for a half day thing um yeah just kind of depends on what year and who's coming and i usually send a google doc before the event and we'll be like, hey, put some topics on here so we can add those to the board before you get here. Um, yeah, That's great. So, yeah. So, yeah. So what if I'm hiring or I'm looking for a job? Yeah. So like I was saying, the f- when you get there, you kind of can go around the room and say if you're looking for something or if you're hiring, um, you say, you know, what sort of positions you're hiring for. And then um, there's a there's a big I'll put a big piece of white paper and people can put stuff on there throughout the day if they don't want to say it out loud. Um, and then at the end, so right after the last dinner, we have kind of like a job fair where we'll all sit around the campfire and be like, I really love this about my job. And I think you should, should work here because X, Y, Z, or I don't necessarily like my job. And this is why I'm looking for something new. Um, or our company can just, you know, maybe they don't, you know, maybe they don't have nothing to say about their current role, but that, you know, they're hiring or something. Um, and then if we have a sponsor, so sponsors get a little bit more treatment. So they all promote their jobs on our Slack channel, on our Twitter accounts and my personal Twitter account. 
And then in other Slack channels that I'm a part of, there's some women in tech ones that I'm a part of that, you know, I can spread the word about different roles. Um, if they pay for the highest package, I um, can email, you know, all the attendees that are coming. And then at the end of the event, I always send out another thank you sponsor email and I'll put the, the roles in there as well. Um, so yeah, it just kind of depends on at what level you would like me to interact with. So I like to end all of the podcasts in 2020 so far by asking my guests their thoughts on the Ruby and Rails community's future. So, so in terms of the future of the community though, or the future of it, um, yeah, we're definitely heavily using it at Square. And I know a lot of the people that come to the event are still using it, still loving it. Um, you know, a lot of the bootcamp schools are still teaching it. I think there's a huge community there and, um, yeah, there's still a lot being fixed and a lot going on all the time. So Bobby Lee, how can listeners follow you in Rails Camp? Okay, so they can follow me, Bobby Lee, at, or at Bobby Lee 19 on Twitter. And then Rails Camp is Rails Camp, so R-A-I-L-S-C-A-M-P underscore USA. That's the Twitter handle. And then, you know, you can link in the show notes, but the link to the website is West w-e-s-t dot railscamp dot u-s we will add all those links into the show notes so bobby lee thanks so much for joining me today i'm going to end the show on a pun our paths crossing again was tent to be see you next week net listeners